Hello, friends. This is Ryan Stewart, associate producer at Chat with Leaders Media. I wanted to wish you all season's greetings as you are in your time of vision casting and planning for the new year as we are. We wanted to ensure a steady drip of wisdom hitting your feed to encourage and inspire your leadership. We care deeply about supporting your leadership development through the wisdom of our guests and helping purpose-driven leaders like you continue to be a force for good in the world. Today, we are revisiting one of our episodes from the Leadership Vault. Over to you, Jeff. Hey, this is Jeff Bond, and welcome to the Chat with Leaders podcast, where we amplify today's best examples of leaders who use their influence as a force for good. Today, I'm chatting with Nelson Davis, the founder and leading partner of Analytic Vision, a data analytics consulting firm in Atlanta, Georgia, designed to focus on equipping and inspiring the next generation of data and technology leaders since 2019. Nelson would describe himself as a believer, husband to Allison, father of four incredible and crazy boys, lover of people, and someone who's hoping to impact the next generation of marketplace leaders for the better. We talk about what motivated him to become an entrepreneur and start Analytic Vision, despite having a very successful consulting career under his belt, what obstacles he faced with building momentum in the very beginning that were very significant, why he decided to create what he calls the consulting journey, which essentially informs new hires that his goal is for them to be launched back into the marketplace after three to six years of employment, and what he's learned about the model of love, teach, and launch as part of his hiring process and as he's been developing servant leaders within his organization. If you like everything you hear, we'd be grateful if you subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts and share this inspiration with a friend. Enjoy. Welcome to Chat with Leaders, Nelson. Hey, Jeff. It's great to see you and uh, excited to have the opportunity to speak with you today. Well, thanks, man. I am so excited to you. Such a divine appointment for us to have met. And I think we share a lot of the same values and your story is super inspiring. You're a great dad, great leader. So really excited to unpack this today. And by the way, congratulations on your two-year anniversary on the day of our recording. I've been reflective kind of all week. I've uh, been thinking about obviously the previous chapter and then where I've started this thing, the ups, the downs, you and I were chatting just a minute ago, but in a lot of ways, we didn't really have global pandemic as a 10 month old company in the business plan. But yet here we are. And I'm really grateful because I do feel like we're doing something awesome. And uh, the organization's thriving with some amazing people. So yeah, you um, really have done some amazing things. And you're right. And there's so many sayings around this, but uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And uh, obviously being through the adversity and coming out stronger on the other side is, is absolutely something to be proud of. So I'm proud to know you proud to have you on the show. We're going to unpack the topic of what you've given a lot of thought to Nelson and what you've structured your business around, which is creating and launching the next generation of leaders, which is a really cool business plan, which essentially we're going to get into, but you're saying that your goal is to ship people out into the world and not to stay with you forever. So my first question I had for you was what kind of originally motivated you to become an entrepreneur and start analytic vision in the first place? I love that question. It's an absolute passion for me to see people grow into kind of the thing that they're wired and designed for. And as I would watch the space of data technology, I spent about five and a half years in the space of consulting and before launching the organization. And what I kept seeing over and over at a lot of our clients was that we had people who loved 
the day in technology, but weren't equipped to be leaders. You know, they were great in the technical space and they wanted to get promoted. And so they got promoted, but they didn't necessarily have the equipping to lead other human beings. And I felt like there was a gap that we could jump into and speak to and, you know, launched something at my previous organization that gave me a lot of confidence that, hey, if we give people an opportunity to lean into their purpose and to take the gifts and talents that they have and to then begin to share them with other people and create a safe space, that we would see people thrive. It was unique, was maybe a little bit sad for me, but uh, it also meant that we had a great opportunity. And The other part that you talked about is being the entrepreneur. I was never the kid with the lemonade stand. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, my story is very much that this was a calling that I felt like the Lord put on my heart. It was a initially kind of a slow burn. There was a season back in fall 2018 where I just got this idea in my heart. This voice just kept coming to me and says, hey, it's time to go. And I said, I don't want to go. I like what I'm doing. I like my people. I think there could be good stuff here. And yet it just kept getting louder and louder and louder and finally got to a point where it said, hey, you're going to leave and follow me and do this thing or you're going to stay, but just know that I'm not going to be with you if you do that. And uh, at that point, it it felt very determined that, okay, I want to follow because I want to be obedient to this, but man, I have no idea what this looks like. And then there's one other kind of very critical and key component to our origin story, which was My dad was going through a number of different types of cancer. He's fine now. This was about two and a half years ago. And I was walking out of his hospital room to my car the day before I left my previous organization. And, you know, for whatever reason, for whatever moment that was, I looked out over Atlanta and I just got this kind of a download of a vision. It basically said, hey, what would it look like to take the idea of building a day-nailed consulting firm and yet have that servant leadership mindset where we bring people in, but only for a time. And we realized from the outset that our job is to steward these people. And then to eventually, after a period of time, invest in them, equip them, inspire them, and then launch them back out into the marketplace so that they can go and do their greatest work. And so when we talk about analytic vision, the vision of our organization is to equip and inspire the next generation of data technology leaders. And the vision is to launch people that we've invested in and loved on for something like three to six years, depending on kind of where we intersect with them in their journey. And that's kind of the hope for most of the people that come into the organization. And so, yes, it's unique, but we're passionate about it. We're excited about it. So, Yeah, amazing story. And you touched on this a little bit because we talked about this before with your dad going through those health struggles, but you had a lot of other kind of obstacles to overcome in the very beginning. So can you share a little bit more about what those obstacles were with building momentum in the very beginning? Yeah. To get the idea off the ground, an entrepreneur, when you're starting your first thing, there's so many things that are in your way. And I I was talking with somebody just yesterday about this. And you talk about the barrier of just like, hey, I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before. How do I leave an organization? How do I leave the safety of this? And, And kind of all the mindset, of course. You know, we have four boys, you know, I'm the sole breadwinner that can't tell you how many people when I said, Hey, I'm leaving this great consulting job where I'm about to be promoted, looked at me and said, you're crazy. But what I knew was, you know, if I didn't do it, I would always regret it. I would always wonder if I could have pulled it off. And I wanted to be able to tell my boys that, Hey, if the Lord calls you to do something in your life, you need to follow that. And I knew that if I didn't do this, I would be a hypocrite for the rest of my life. And so there were so many pieces just to even get started. And then, you know, you actually take the leap, right? 
and you're trying to figure this out. I didn't know what it looked like. I thought it, maybe it was a partnership in the beginning. It turned out that wasn't right. So I prayed through that and then ultimately launched this thing kind of as a, a solo entrepreneur. And then in the beginning, COVID comes around and I felt like we had just kind of crested and gained some momentum. We were three people at the time. We were talking about hiring a fourth person. We had, you know, I think two or three projects at clients that were immediately and heavily impacted by COVID. So they basically tore up the contracts that we had and scrapped everything else. And then you're sitting there in kind of April, May of 2020, wondering, you know, did God bring me out of Egypt just to put me in the desert to wander around and to leave me here to die? And so I, I ended up spending a lot of time reading things like Exodus and Deuteronomy. And so much of where we ended up landing, it's a realization of, hey, there is a greater plan. My wife was actually the one who kept me sane most of that time. She was the one who kind of pointed out, hey, you know, I don't think that God is going to just all of a sudden disappear on you. You know, I'm sitting there kind of wallowing in the fact that we're wandering around the desert. And she's like, you know, so this is the moment that God leaves you. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, and I have to deal with that. So, and then slowly but surely, some amazing things happened, stuff that you can't explain. And, and part of what we do in this organization is every quarter, we look back and we actually give away rocks. And the rocks have multiple meanings of significance, and I can't get into all of them today, but we give rocks away. And what we do is we tell the story of why, you know, an individual has earned this rock. And it's to celebrate that individual for what they contributed to the organization or an exemplary showing of our values, or frankly, just to memorialize the moment that God showed up in a way that we can't explain any other you know, form or fashion. And what we then do is we take those rocks and we put a little QR code. We take the audio and the video of that story and we give that rock to the individual and we keep one of those rocks for ourselves. The idea is that one day, someday we have an office, we'll have these rocks that all had these QR codes. And people ask us, hey, tell me about these rocks. What's going on here? And we'll say, it was on these rocks that we built this organization. It was on these rocks that our people have crafted what this thing looks like. And these rocks, you, you basically can hold it up and, and scan it with your phone or, or whatever thing. And, and the rocks will tell the story of why they're here and how they got here and what they mean. So yeah, I mean, it is not without struggle, you know, and any entrepreneur that tells you everything was up and to the right is, has not either been in the game very long or it's just straight lying to you, but it is a journey that's worth the trip, no doubt. I love the symbolism there because rocks are heavy and you carry the burden with one another. And I love your intentionality of how you acknowledge your team. And I would encourage everyone to follow you because you're very good about making sure that you bring your team into the journey. This episode is brought to you by Inspire EDU a nonprofit organization putting technology devices into the hands of Atlanta's underserved communities. The need for technology devices has accelerated due to the pandemic, and Inspire EDU makes a positive difference helping marginalized learners. Through its partners and supporters like you, Inspire EDU helps learners become 21st century scholars. Learn how you can support their mission at iuatl.org.
I want to go back on what you call the consulting journey and this vision to launch your people back into the marketplace after six years. And I think it's great to acknowledge that in leadership, every individual within an organization, whether they have the title of it or not, has the opportunity to lead and have their influence matter, whether it be with their clients or teammates or families, you know, what you're teaching in leadership has a fundamental difference. But there's a tug and the tension, I think, for a lot of leaders to say, you know, if I'm developing these people within my organization, I want to keep them. I want them to be part of our long-term success. But you say, no, you know, you're basically telling new hires at the very beginning that your goal is for them to go back out into the marketplace after six years. So counterintuitive. So tell me a little bit more about the consulting journey and how you coined the phrase and how like intentional you are about that. And again, I go back to that moment where I'm sitting there in that parking lot, kind of get this vision of, hey, what does it look like to launch people back out? And I'd be lying to tell you that I was immediately like, oh, that's a great idea. The reality was my knee-jerk reaction was that's a terrible idea. You know, most organizations on the planet pour into their people and invest in their people and try to hold on to them forever. And I'm sitting here thinking as a, I'm about to be a business owner, why wouldn't we do the same thing that everybody else does? And, but thinking about it for, you know, another 30 seconds, I kind of thought, you know, but if the goal of this organization is impact over profit, and if we want to truly love people, then there is no better way. And the model in some ways, we kind of call it apprenticeship. There's also a component of kind of almost even a little bit of a discipleship of, hey, we're bringing you in, we're going to equip and inspire you to do these values and have these characteristics and so forth. And then our goal is to launch you out and to spread what that looks like to teams that need you and organizations that need you to be a little bit of a light of great leadership and to inspire other people. And so, yeah, formulaically, so that was kind of the genesis of the idea. And then it's like, okay, what does it look like to put bones and flesh on that? For us, what we've kind of come to is kind of a three, two, one launch. And so the three is you come into the organization for the first three years, you're really here to learn. You're here to learn you know, more about your technical depth and, and to do great work and so forth for clients. But you're also here to learn who are you? What does the person in the mirror look like on the inside? And what does it look like to be a leader worth following? And hopefully you have examples all around you of, of what that looks like to do that well. And then the idea is you kind of have a hinge point after the third year where we say, hey, if you want to keep going, we want you to keep going to lead the people that we're bringing to the organization. Then we give you the opportunity in years four and five to turn back around and lead people, teams, projects, accounts, clients, partnerships, solutions, so forth. And then by the time we get to year six, our goal is, yes, you're still leading. You're beginning to kind of replace yourself in some form or fashion. But our goal with you is to help you, you know, go through some exercises and figure out like, what do you want to go do next? And for us to be the enablement arm of making that happen. And so you know, that can look like, hey, I love working with this client. I love what their mission is. I'd love to be a VP of analytics or a, a chief data officer or you know, whatever that is, or, hey, I want to go start my own company, or I want to you know, help build out this offering that we're doing here internally. Great, right? You know, what we want for you is to put you in the best position for your long-term success. We, we also kind of say, like, we want to be the second best place you ever work. You know, we want to launch you into what you're called to do at the end of the day. Mm. There's a lot of other kind of components there. You know, the first six months that anybody comes in this organization, they read the same four books. We call that kind of the core leadership experience. We also go through kind of a leadership intensive before you can get to that year four, five, and six that everybody who becomes a leader in the organization has to go through. 
And there's some really interesting, intricate pieces to this. But again, part of it that's fun for me is it's all an experiment. We're making all of this up. What we've seen, though, is that we've already seen some amazing fruit. We're seeing incredible things happen with our people. That's resulting in some incredible opportunities with our clients. They see a difference in the consultants that bring this mindset and the strategy that we bring. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day, is we want people who are equipped to lead and to lead well and to lead with excellence and to lead with empathy and love and you know things that we don't talk a lot about in the business world, yet it's the humanity of the whole thing that I think is sometimes missing in the marketplace. And if we can move the needle even fractionally as a result of what we do in this organization, then this will have been a resounding success. I love that. Well, we are all temporary citizens on this earth, as I always say, and you have this opportunity to build up the next generation and leave things in a better place than where we found it. And that's what you're doing is acknowledging kind of the limits that we have during our season of time. And you're pouring in other people that can go out and make a difference while living out your faith and living out your purpose and growing in your business as a result, right? And it's clearly shown that as you empower people within your organization that you are continually getting growth, even amid a pandemic, you know, you've turned the corner and you've grown your headcount quite a bit. And I think it's a really inspiring example of servant leadership. So I want to conclude with this love teach launch model. You said it's counterintuitive. We don't talk about love and loving our people and organizations very much, but it is, it's key. And that's what we're called to do is love one another. So how in your hiring process have you kind of identified the people that are responsive to that kind of model? And how has that kind of really guided you in developing emerging servant leaders in your organization? What I know and what we all know, especially if you lead an organization or you lead a team, is that you know at the end of the day, an organization is just people who are brought together, who ascribe to similar values, who chase a vision together and so forth, right? And, and so organizations are people. And so to the extent that we can find amazing people, we will have an amazing organization. And your question's a great one. How do you go about the process of doing that? We have a 10-step process that we came up with from the beginning around how we do our recruitment. And the first three steps are technical. The next three steps are character. I'm trying to understand kind of who it is that's on the other side of the table. And then the last three steps are all about culture. Are you someone who's going to thrive in the environment that we're creating? Because there's plenty of great, bright, talented people who frankly, will not do well in this culture. You know, we're offering something different. We're not for everybody. We're not trying to be for everybody. And what we do is our recruiting process is very similar to the experience you're going to have here. You know, we have a somewhat challenging technical test for you to accomplish, but inside of this technical test, we embed our values and we embed our differentiators. So, you know, our technical tests focus on like demographic data because we focus on people as a way to reinforce it. And then, you know, there's a pivot and kind of step four, we require you to read about 100 pages of seven habits and write a, a one plus page response to it and watch some TED Talks and stuff like that and kind of talk about, you know, hey, how do you see this in your own life? How does this resonate? What can you tell about leadership through these, through what we're showing you here? And then we have people go through all sorts of different probing character conversations and cultural conversations. And what we're trying to do is basically figure out, are you going to be authentic in these conversations? Are you going to be vulnerable in these conversations? Because to the extent that people are putting up a mask and not kind of letting us in a little bit, 
again, you're not going to enjoy this place because that's not going away. We want to know what you really think. You know, the Sunday school answer isn't going to cut it. We are really interested in the human being behind you. And so that's what it's about when we do the recruitment process. And to the extent that we have found some amazing people, and we've also weeded out some folks that I think probably would not have thrived here. I think it's been successful. Could it be improved? I'm sure it can, right? But it is something that I love because I see it creating fruit. I see it creating a great outcome. And the response from people as they go through it is, man, that's a lot of stuff. I can't believe I, I had that many discussions, but I get it, right? Like I get it now. Like, and my whole response to that is just, you know, if you don't like the recruitment process, you're not going to like it here. But if you liked what you just went through, man, I got a great organization behind this thing that would love to have you if you're willing to take a risk on us. So I imagine it's all about the uh, intent with that too, because if you, there is a strong alignment of values and purpose and your skills align with being able to have an impact within your organization and seeing that growth pattern, then you are willing to endure that because that's the type of people that you want to be around. If you value wanting to grow in your leadership and being around people that share your values. So I think that's uh, really remarkably done, Nelson. This has been such a great chat. I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but we're going to be mindful of our listeners' time. If people wanted to follow you, Nelson, and a little bit more about Analytic Vision, where would you direct them? Find me on LinkedIn. Check out analyticvision.com. It's uh, vision is spelled with a Z. Love to connect with anybody in this community. We have a little bit of events and particular love for folks in the Atlanta area. But, you know, love meeting new people in new places all the time. And at the end of the day, too, we love helping organizations. We love seeing them thrive through actionable insight and data analytics. And so if you have questions on that as well, you know, that's something that we'd love to speak into. So we're trying to do a both and, you know, it's an organization that focuses on excellence in these technical and challenging spaces that is at the cutting edge of innovation. And yet it's also at the same time, it's these timeless leadership principles and character principles of, you know, who are you, you know, why should somebody follow you and so forth. And so doing one of them well is, is tricky. Trying to do them both well at the same time is an incredible and interesting and challenging opportunity that we are trying to wrap our arms around. So Jeff, really grateful for the time. And I just really appreciate your community, your listeners, and we'd love to just stay involved with you all. It's a humbling and great opportunity, especially today, as you mentioned from the top, this is our second birthday. And Man, what a, what a great day. So thank you so yeah, much. My pleasure Yeah, to affirm you. I mean, you're doing the right things. And it's such a gift to have you on the show and to be able to share your influence. You are truly a force for good. That's what we're all about here at Chat with Leaders. We'll certainly be posting all the links on our show notes on chatwithleaders.com as well as on social media. So again, Nelson, thank you for your gift of time this morning. Absolutely, Jeff. Thank you all so much. Hey, this is Jeff Bond. And thank you so much for investing your time with us today. We'd be thrilled for you to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please also visit our LinkedIn page to join our leadership community by clicking follow. We're grateful for your engagement and for sharing the inspiration coming from our guests so we can add value to aspiring leaders in your network. Have a remarkable week and go be a leader worth following.